Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are the lads from the Chilton. We'll support you till the end of the day. Talksport on Tuesday morning was 100% factually correct. The only opinion that I proffered during the course of that piece was to suggest that the owners are only truly interested in their value on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. That is an opinion. I believe that opinion to be correct. <coughs> can back it up with a certain level of facts. But um, what I don't know, and I've, I've heard differing uh accounts of what happened on Thursday night is whether Edward actually gave a reason for blocking me. He still hasn't unblocked me. I very much doubt that he will at this point, but I've heard different accounts. It's actually, do you know what? It doesn't really matter because um, I'm not a controversial or uh, provocative Birmingham city fan and broadcaster. I've never gone out of my way to criticize any individual or use abuse or slander or ridicule on any individual. All I've ever done is spoken the truth and to be blocked by a senior executive at Birmingham city for recounting to people all around the country on national radio, the malaise that's currently affecting our club is shameful. Simple as that. Ian, the malaise that is affecting our club is shameful. And I'm ashamed. And I'm sure pretty much every Birmingham City fan up and down the world or in the country or wherever is ashamed. I'm ashamed of what's going on. I'm ashamed of what's gone on, right? And, uh, and, and I, I, believe me, I genuinely, I genuinely will, 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 will go to that next meeting if I can get in one. Believe me, I will. Um, they okay. don't... Let me get to another point. Because yeah, of course not. Why wasn't Ian Dancer invited? I don't know. I'll ask the question. I don't know. Well, I, it doesn't matter. I wasn't. I, I don't know whether I was. I, I may not have been invited because I don't live locally, like you, Nick, like you, Alan. Right? It, there's 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 practical considerations at this point. If, as we are to believe, this meeting was very hastily, <coughs> then people who live outside of the West Midlands conurbation were unlikely to be asked to participate. And I don't attend the club enough to watch matches to be in their mind's eye enough to think we need to invite dance because I've only been once this season to St. Andrews for the game against Derby to actually commentate on it. I'm not like you guys. I'm not lucky enough to be able to attend. My work takes me elsewhere. So let's get rid of the conspiracy theories and this bollocks, if you don't mind me saying that there was, I was deliberately shunned from being invited rubbish. They just did it. 
they just didn't invite me. Let's not go down any stupid route. Of, they they shunned me. They right, just. But glad you cleared that up. Mm. Well, I'm not sure they will clear that up, but I don't. No, I don't. I'm glad you cleared it up. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I yeah, just yeah. wanted that to be absolutely clear as mud, uh, or rather clearer than than mud. That uh, <laughs> if I'd received an invite, of course I would have gone. Right. No, no question. But you didn't. So you didn't. Oh, it's exactly. It's, it's that people are making a mountain out of a molehill in that in that instance. Where I am upset and where I am angry is Edward Zeng's decision to block me for telling the truth. Pure and simple. Now, Edward, if you're listening, I am bothered whether you unblock dance or not. Not bothered in the slightest. But I tell you what, you better listen, mate, and you better listen good because you have not got the fans on your side. And we are a force to be reckoned with because we actually are very, very powerful. There's so much that needs sorting out. One, right, on that meeting, we've now got some information on what's going on underneath that stadium. Number two, however did it get to that stage in the first place where the thing is falling down after, what, 19 years? And I look across from the cop, and there's the main stand that's been there since about 1812, uh, since the overture was ringing around. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, this, is, this is crazy, crazy stuff at a major football club in the second biggest city in the world, uh, in the country, and it's not good enough. Now, I know the meeting took place, and I'm going to bring Craig in in a second because he was at the meeting, and um, uh, I know that information was given out and obviously the club statement, and that club statement reflected exactly what Craig and Chris were talking about on our Thursday night Zoom call, Right. Now, we, we, if we're asked to say nothing, you know what we're going to say? Nothing. Because huh? that's the best policy. Actually, don't get invited again and you won't get any information again. Now, the only reason that we went in the first place is because we've got a big audience and we can convey what went on at that meeting and the emotions to you people. All right? Craig, the floor is yours, my friend. What happened on Thursday? Well, first of all, I just want to uh, go across some of the comments that have come in on the shout box because uh, there's a few that that stand out again around invites, etc., to the uh, to to the meeting. So first of all, I said it on Friday. I'll say it again now. Cliff was there as well. Chris was there. We all heard it. Not once were we invited and told what we would be discussing. There were no preempted questions. There were no us asking the questions in advance so that it could be prepared. It was just an open invite. We were asked to turn up at six o'clock. That's what we did. In terms of one other comment that's come through, we were invited as we didn't rock the boat or we wouldn't rock the boat. I'll tell you now that from a press perspective and also the fans that were in that room, nobody held back. We were offered opportunities to ask whatever we wanted and they didn't turn anything down. So the only time that they couldn't fully answer a question was when it was asked about a particular area which was under contract. Therefore, they couldn't speak about it openly and explained why, that everything else that was asked was answered. So from that point of view, let's just end all of it now. We knew nothing. We turned up. I'll tell you now, I went with a very open mind, right? Because I'm the same as everybody else. I want owners that are going to run that club in the way that it needs to be run. 
We want to be in the top league. We want to be fighting for different things. We don't want to be sitting fighting relegation in the championship year in, year out. We're better than that. We're bigger than that. We are that profound sleeping giant. That when it's awoken by the right people, we're going to be massive. And the Phoenix will rise from the ashes. Yes. Mm. The evening was set out, and one of the first things that was done, and again, I said this on Friday evening, and I will say I took an absolute battering off the radio after it, but we were given an apology from Edward. Now, to have, first of all, Chinese culture was explained to us in terms of the way that actually it's very, very, very rare you will hear an apology because it's deemed as being a failure. And nobody in China likes to be dealt with or deemed as being a failure. So therefore, to get an apology, not you know from the management, but straight from Edward, around specifically communication, for me, just opened that room up and it made people ask various different things and realise what was going on on the night. Excellent, Craig. Right? However, right, and I'm going to just come in on this, right? And anybody can answer this, right? Please, please, please put put your pennies up in, right? I worked in Sweden for two years nearly, right? Before we went out to Sweden, right, we were educated on their culture, their work culture, their ethics, yeah? Uh, yeah. And we did our homework and we did like a due diligence on it. We're talking 11 years, 12 years or however, no, it's not 11 years with this, this I know that, right? But, but, you don't go in to run a major business in the UK without understanding what our culture is. And if you get it wrong, you know what? We stand up and we apologise and we go, you know what? We all move yeah. forward, shake hands and off we go again. And we don't make the same mistake twice. It's been too long. And that will be my personal uh, question to Edward when I see him. Far too and long. That, that, that's very true. I think we all said it. The communication that we got, so let's go to the stands. First of all, that's another thing I want to clarify. It was not somebody from the club providing us with an overview of what happened in the stands. It no. was the project manager. And he never held back. He actually answered every question. And there were a couple that came in that they, they were awkward, you know, and you could tell from his face that, he wasn't happy going through the level of detail that was being thrown at him. There is the, you know, why did it take so long? That was a question that came out on multiple occasions. And he was honest and said, actually, from a club's perspective, we've been very lucky. And we're lucky because the stand is built against a certain set of regulations, which actually made us exempt from some of the checks. These checks and these issues that were found when they closed that stand, they were flagged the day before the club announced it. They were due a safety inspection, it was happening, and then they found those additional problems. No excuse for after that in terms of not communicating with people. Because I think I came away and one of the first things I remember saying to Chris was, why didn't they tell us months ago around what they'd found? Because people would have been a lot more open. They held it back and they've held it back too long. Mistakes were made. Nothing we can do now, and I'll keep on saying it, the past has gone. We can't change the past. But what we can do is learn 
from what happened in the past and change the future. Now, whether that's with these owners, whether that's with new owners, it makes no difference. We've got to learn from the mistakes that have been made. And, and I say we because it is everyone. It's, it's not, not just you know the people that are sitting inside the club at the moment. It's those that are outside. It's those that give them the information. It's those people that we need more honesty from. And I honestly do believe from what I heard that we will hear more. And yes, if people are asking, they will get invites. There will be more fans forums. And when I say fans, there'll be bigger groups. There was a promise made that this communication wouldn't stop. And, you know, to, to echo what, what Dance was saying as well around how we all came about and how everything has been, I, I use the word toxic because it has been like that since Thursday. We were invited. We didn't ask to go. And I think any fan, and it goes literally for anybody, any fan that would have had an invite to go and meet the chairman and the board members and the management team would have taken that option if it was given to them. If they'd have gone, they'd have heard exactly the same as I did and the same as everybody else. Now, I can't say whether or not people would have got the same level of abuse. Um, Dance, absolutely spot on regarding Linda. It was disgusting. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. I mean, what an absolutely wonderful, lovely woman she is and all. And yep. she does so damn much for that football club and for the disabled supporters and for everybody else and for charities. And she's always there first, right? Mm. She's there first to pick up the phone to people. She's there first to care. And, and she's got rubbish. How awful. I, I tell you what, sick to my stomach, I promise yeah. you. And, mm. you know, it wasn't just about us as fans as well. The, the guys from the press... Very forthright, very honest, you know, and very, 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 very strong in terms of the questioning that was asked to get to the points that that, that were there. And can I just sorry, Craig, to jump in? Um, yeah, you, know, you know, the assembled sort of media and stuff. Where, away from when it sort of finished, did, did they sort of say to you how surprised they were by it all? In general, I think the, the, the you know we was all in the room, and as, as it got to the end, it was kind of asking how, how do people feel. And I've got to be honest, I think everybody came out feeling, you know, not a thousand percent better than when they went into the room because there's still a level of interpretation to everything we heard. Yeah. But it was a start and it's, right. it's hopefully a start that will be built on. And I, th I think <clears throat> just as an example, after the game on th uh, Saturday, you had the, the fans who stayed in the stadium that were in front of the director's boxes They've got the banner. They continued chanting. They were getting their message across. Now, one thing I don't believe would have happened in the past is for Mike Wiseman and Ian Dutton to come out and speak to those fans. Now, what was said, I don't know. But what they did was they came out and they spoke. And I don't believe that would have happened in the past. You know, okay, great question here from, from Ray Hobbrook. Why call the meeting in the first place? And Craig, I know you're going, to, you're going to hit this one, and I know you're going to hit this. I believe, and it's only my personal opinion, that that meeting was called because Craig Gardner is understanding how we feel. And he's put that message across, and he's leading the crew. Craig Gardner was... As far as this is concerned, Craig, yeah. 
yeah, we've 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 all heard about um, other fans' forums when uh, he has made these passionate pleas to fans and his, his speeches. That guy, he is just is is blue, full stop. You can tell, and he was extremely passionate. Not just around the setting up and the apology around not communicating earlier, but also making sure that everybody had a point of contact to speak to afterwards, to quash rumours, to kill the different things that were being said, but also mm-hmm. to clarify points. You know, he, he he has turned around to people and said, if you hear something and you want clarification, you contact me, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good or bad. <coughs> he was there and this is the other thing that I took away from it, right? The management team. Bar Edward, every other person that works as part of that senior management team in that club is now a Blues fan. Something About that time we sadly lacked for a while. And that they are, they are there. They know what makes us tick. As fans, they are feeling the pain as much as what, what we are, right? They are learning and they are progressing as we go along. They didn't hide or skirt away from the question around, you know, financials and money, signings. What did it mean? Straight away, we are having to pick up from poor recruitment of the past. No names mentioned, but everybody that was in that room knew what they meant. That was very clear throughout. What was also very clear... The owners are bankrolling the club. They are keeping us going. Each month that we ask for salaries, they are getting it paid. We have money for players. We can spend that money. But what Craig was really, he was absolutely adamant, in fact, around was we will never get into a financial fair play situation that we were in before. We will never, ever, ever as a club get into that whilst he's there. And he didn't mention that once or twice. There were three times that that came out. You know, he he meant that. And I really do believe that we are in a situation where we are stabilising his three-year plan. Stabilise this year, maintain it next year, go for it in the third year. I could see it happening. Um, And again, doesn't matter who's in charge. The question around a CEO was asked, are we recruiting a new CEO? The answer is, it's in, it's in motion. There are wheels in motion to get a CEO in there. But yeah. they were also, we're getting the right person. Go on, Dance. My concern about the CEO um, is that it doesn't matter who it is. Because in the same way that Michael Dunford lasted six months under Birmingham International Holdings, before he realised he had no executive power whatsoever and quit, when was that, 2010? I feel that if BSHL make an internal appointment for a CEO uh, from within their stable, somebody we don't know, somebody who isn't necessarily a fan, then things will probably limp along as they have been. If Great. if a, a, a CEO from this country, or it doesn't matter, just somebody who understands football in this country, let's say, for the sake of argument, is employed by BSHL, lightning will strike twice, I'm telling you. 
Yep. Lightning will strike twice, and that CEO will realize either in the short term or the medium term that he's about to, as much use as a chocolate fire guard at that club. <laughs> and he will have no executive power with which to do anything. Totally agree, okay, lots and lots and lots and lots mm. of comments coming in, guys, right? And uh, I want you to take a few of these on board because a lot of them are still very, 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 very negative. Um, uh, come on, uh, from Joshua Carr. Come on, lads, you've been played. Uh, they're paid employees. Played at uh, I don't what? Know he, I don't know whether he means us or them. We're certainly not paid. <laughs> we do this for free every week. Uh, from Roy Hayward. Uh, Gardner's walked away from the club more times than the team bus. Uh, how many times do we have to hear the word change? They're sinking our clubs. Sorry, just a word. It don't mean out. Um, they did the recruitment from Joshua Clark. Money, no object on the ground. If you believe this, it's true. We would have been drugged out this long. Uh, wow. Gardner can count better than Dong. Mm, yeah. They've got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do to change this round because the sentiments out there are... Uh, and Paul McCarthy says, well said, Dance. Um, Martin Swinson goes, sorry, but just don't trust them. So I made a statement saying it's raining. I'd have to go outside and have a look. Uh, this, is, this is what happens when, mm. when, 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 you, when you leave football fans high and dry and don't communicate and, and don't involve them and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and do things that we haven't got a clue about what's going on. We don't need to know the ins and outs of, uh, you know, everything that's going on, right? Overview. Once a week, overview. Right, these guys underneath that stand, ladies and gents, have been working 11 hours a day. I think it's 13 days on, one day off, yeah? Under immensely awful conditions, Right. We have to have uh, on site at all times a rescue team, believe it or not, because the conditions under there are so dangerous. Yeah. Now, I'll go back to the original builders uh, who, who, who put that thing up. And you know what? When David Sullivan and Gold and, and Karen Brady were there um, and we saw that old knackered cop come down and it was such a beautiful stand. And then we saw this 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 thing rising up and it was like, we were sitting in the main stand and it was like you, you were watching it develop game after game after game and you were thinking, you know what, we are arriving. This has never happened to our football club before. And then all of a sudden, it's like this. And if they don't think that we've got trust issues, they'd better think again because we have. We genuinely really have. And it's now down to those people to prove that the trust issues that we've got as supporters are going to be removed and you are going to communicate and you are going to be with us. Um, what, what else do you want, right? You want you want fans on the board. I'm telling you, you need fans on the board because they won't hold back, man. They will not hold back. They'll tell you exactly what they want. Cliff right? O'Neill, do you want to come in on there? Yeah, I mean, just, just it seems to me that it's all in the follow-up. Oh, um, O'Neill. Yeah, so, so it's, all, it's all in the follow-up. So they've, they, they've, they've had this meeting. They've said a number of things. They've said about new CEO. They've said within a month we'll be able, we should be able to decide um, what we're going to do about the stands. They've said that we'll, they'll communicate more, more often, blah, blah, blah. It's, it seems to me that, I don't know, within two, three months, um, we should really be seeing if, yeah, it, it, is their word worth anything? Mm -hmm. This has come about, this has come about, Neil, because the fans uprising, 
BHS allowed, right? Hashtag BHS allowed. And credit to all the guys that, that walked up the country road the other day, right? Credit to them. That's from me, right? Who wasn't in a director's box at the weekend. Credit to every single one of them. I couldn't be there mm. to join you. Or else I would have done. I'd have been there because I'm fed up of this. I'm fed up of this. I'm fed up of this at my football club. I mean, the earpiece has just dropped out because I'm getting too excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're on the table. And, uh, you know, they, they cannot and they dare not now not follow this up with dialogue and with yeah. meetings and with communication and, with, and with an understanding of football fans, of Birmingham City fans who love their football club from top to bottom. But we don't at the moment love our owners. And I just want to pick up on a question that's been put on the shape box, right, which is, can we ask somebody from the club, and they're specifically Stephen Smith, it's a great shape, and we ask Craig Gardner to come on yeah. and to answer questions. But I will tell everybody now that I approached everybody. <laughs> We'd all been, you know, kind of getting ready to leave. I approached Craig. I have asked Craig. I have asked Ian Dutton. I have asked the financial manager, all of them, to come up. And they have said that they will do it. Honestly, at this present moment, I don't think we'll hear from them as we stand. And I can kind of understand that in a way, but I, I, oppositely, I'd love them to, I really would love them to come on and answer everybody's questions. Right, if they've said they're, they're going to, though, Craig, sorry, mate, if they've said they're going to, then they've got to, to do it. They've got to yeah. do it if they've said they're going to. Football fans are listening to this up and down the country and around the world. If they've said, yes, I will come and answer questions, then get on the show and answer questions. You know what? We're not horrible people, actually. We're frustrated people, right? Yeah. We're very frustrated people because our club is not going in the direction that we as supporters want it to. Yes, we've got Lee Bowyer, great guy, and what a servant for the club. And, and, and you know, I'm sure he's trying his best and there's something other, and I'm, I'm sure he's frustrated as we are because he loves the Blues as well. But they have said that they will come on the show. If any single one of them doesn't come on the show and answer questions, direct questions, like they did the other night, so there's nothing to be ashamed, mm -hmm. nothing to be afraid of, sorry. Direct questions, come on the show, one one week, one the next week, one the week after. Mm -hmm. Dance, you're very welcome to call on any of them as well, mate, uh, as is mm -hmm. Neil. And, uh, you know, we will ask the questions that the fans want answering because we understand and we genuinely know what those questions are. Mm. I mean, what a, what a perfect platform to do it on. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah. if they want credibility, they've got to, they've got to follow up. If they've, if they've if they've said Neil that they're going to come on and they don't, I will never trust them again. It's never, had never had this before. In the immediate aftermath of Wren leaving the club, there was communication. That communication stopped as quickly as it started. Why can't we remember that? We do, we do, Ian. Right, but you know what? I think because of that meeting last Thursday, because of how frank and honest and open they were, because of who was there as well, some of us, some of us actually want to give them another chance to do this. Huh? I know a lot of people don't, but some of us do, because we want to move forward. As Craig said earlier, we can't change yesterday. That's happened. It's gone, right? 
we move forward and we learn. But we also learn as football fans, yeah? And that's really, really, really important is that we have our say. Not in the finances of the club, right? We had our say over pucker pies, a very ridiculously stupid thing that the club changed that the fans didn't want. And now we've got our pucker pies back. And I'm, 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 I'm saying that as a paradigm, if you know what I mean, right? Fan pressure counts. It does count. It really does count. And, and, then, and, and another that's... thing, just, sorry, Craig, just before I go oh. on, right? And they've mentioned uh, the, 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 the safe standing thing. I damn well hope that's not to appease us. I damn well hope that's not to appease us because I oh. want safe standing back. I, I used to stand up the cop with my son on my shoulders. Oh, yeah, Lord, in my hand. Never got a However, yeah. But they've got to understand they can't say something and then welch on it. They've said they'll come on the show, get on the show. One, two, three. Let's have you. Hmm. Yeah, and Dan, so totally agree with what you said. After after Ren, there was a massive, almost sense of relief that, that came out of everybody. My question, why did it stop? Why did it stop, yeah? And, do you know... I'll come in. I'll come in a bit because yeah, it's Cliff Cliff Horrocks from the Trust. I Dan, I don't I don't know why it stops, and they and they 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 probably need to answer that question. But what I would say from the work that that we've been doing um, after Wren left, before Wren, we we were on a monthly basis asking for them to have a conversation with us about various things and stuff like that and basically got ignored um after wren left we've asked them to talk about mainly the fan-led review and implementing those uh recommendations in there and they have welcomed us in and we've started talking about it it's in the early stages and i think we're building trust between each other but what one of the things that i think has changed is is the wren departure and I think the team there. I'm not here to defend the club, um, but but my take on it is, and from the meeting on Thursday and meetings that I've had with them about the fan-led review, is that you've got a management team there that is working together, and they are talking to the board. And I think that uh, Wren was a block between the management team and the board working together. So we have got a chance of something a bit different. Uh, coming forward um I, I i almost think they didn't know what to say communication wise on the ground because they still haven't made the decisions but they had to come out um with with the pressure if i'm perfectly honest he was it was an appointment from hong kong or or bsl and they they don't sack people and they give people uh, a certain amount of auto- well he had loads of autonomy. I think. I think it was pro- partly his personality and and partly not being watched by his gaffers and stuff like that. But oh, everybody crying. Well, that's that's BSL, and that's what people are calling for, you know. But uh, there's there's numbers of ways of doing it and uh, of getting change. And I think uh, you know the, there's a part to all the different things that are going on to to make sure that we get a change at the club. Um, 
we're carrying on talking to them, especially about the fan-led review, because we think that's really important, whoever the owners are, to get that fan-led review recommendations in place. And that does put a shadow board in of fans. You know, that's that's one of the recommendations within there. So elected fans are on a... a it's called a shadow board, but they oversee the board. And so, you know, having things like that is, I think, the way that we've got to... We've, you know, that that's really helpful to getting change at the club. Change at the club, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Right, so, uh, Cliff, here's one for you, mate. Um, as St Andrews was made an asset of community value, how come it was sold? OK, it gets a bit complicated, but I'll try, I'll try and be... It still is an asset of community value, by the way. The, 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 the first sale was within the group, and if you sell it within the group, it doesn't count as a sale. The second sale, uh, no, no, it, it was so, the first sale. There's been two sales. There's been two sales, and I'll try and get 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 this right. The first sale, it was sold to um, Birmingham Stadium Limited, who were part of the BSL group, and so it was still within the same group. So it didn't matter. Listen, listen. The second, <laughs> the second sale took it outside the group to um, uh, Archive Global or, or whatever they're called. and But what the, the stadium wasn't sold, the company was sold. So that is that still didn't activate it. However... The company, an asset of the company. It, it was an asset of the company, but you can so still sell company. No. So the company was sold in the second sale. Now... We've we've spoke with the council a lot about what this means. Their take on it is that it it wasn't activated in the transactions that happened, but it's still in place. So if it if it was ever used for anything else or sold to somebody that wasn't using it and leasing it back to the football club, then then that's when it would be activated. And uh, so. So the council believe there's still some protection there. We believe there's still uh, some believe, protection there. Sorry, no, well, well, no. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, to be fair. Uh, it's them that decide. Well, I don't want to believe that our football club might or not be there in, in six months' time. It might be an Aldi for all I know. The, the the asset of community value s- right. stops it um, being sold for a different <laughs> use, uh, and, that, that and, and it's in place. Um, there's probably four years left on it. You have to. That I think you have to. Re- in business terms. Well, no, no, but we can renew it. We, re- yeah, we yeah. renewed it last time when it when it came up for renewal. We renewed it last time, and we'll renew it obviously before it comes up next time. Mm. So, Dan, Dan's your thoughts on that one? I well, <laughs> there's enough of us on this call who yeah. remember what it was like in the Ken Weldon days. Yeah, beautiful, wasn't it? Huh? We've got a stadium when it was ours. No, but it was an absolute I know. Yes. I know it. <laughs> and we're, we're here again. But the, the, the problem this time is uh, Ken Weldon, for all his faults, was very much front and centre. Uh, and can you imagine, I was talking with Tom about this last night on the phone. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if social media had been around when Ken Weldon... Oh, my God. <laughs> was 24 hours away from... From oh, us yeah. going into liquidation and, and the club being wound up. So, of course, you know, social media amplifies what's, what's been going on. And the stadium is, it's a terrible, the, the fact that 
we actually made a loss on having Coventry as tenants is just mind-boggling. Ridiculous. Somehow, Ridiculous. We somehow managed to cock that up. My genuine fear is that regardless of, uh, and Cliff's made it lovely and clear about, you know, uh, asset of community value, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But my fear is that the repairs that are being attempted on the lower tilt and the lower cop are going to become so prohibitive mm-hmm. that I fear that the whole flipping lot is going to have to get raised to the ground and we're going to have to start again. Do you know what I said that last week? Why didn't we just bulldoze it and start again? Or is this is this a ploy to have us to move to the uh, the stadium up the street, which is going to be absolutely null and void after the Commonwealth Games oh, and have a soul. No, I don't believe place. that. Red Herring, don't buy into that nonsense. I didn't buy into it. I was asking, no. Dan. It's not going to happen. Okay, good. Right. Red I, I just... That's I'm people. I've just, <laughs> just opened three years. I've just opened three years. I'm not going to go. A question for Craig and, and, and Cliff. Was the um, the possibility of this, the, the both both stands being knocked down and rebuilt raised at the um, session last Thursday? Yeah. So the the options were no. It, it wasn't particularly raised that the whole lot get knocked down. The 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 upper tier and the lower tier are sort of separate structurally. Um, in 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 so much as they they've done the work to the stanchions etc on the upper tier to make them safe and uh, uh, yeah the lower tier is in a worse condition than the upper tier there's a lot more rust on it and there was three options that they're considering that they're getting quotes and and method statements and stuff back off the contractor uh the one option is to clean up all the steelwork and coat it and make sure it's okay. The the next option is to coat the lot, you know, give it a bit of a brush and, and coat it all in concrete, which stops it getting worse and strengthens it. And the third option is to take that structure out, basically, and put in a ground bearing um, and, and to, to, to build it again on the you know, bearing it on the ground rather than on the steel beams that it's on at the moment. That's the lower tier we're talking about. No quality builder in this world would knock a house down and then build it on the rubble. No quality builder in this world. What has gone on? This is well, an absolute hang on. Taylor Woodrow did in 1993 when yeah. the, hill, the hill was, you know, supposedly, you know, removed. We've all seen the pictures of what was left underneath that stand. So, yes, builders would do that because Taylor Woodrow did do that in 1993. Do you think Taylor Woodrow should be accountable then? Well, they can't be. That's a that's a move. It's too old. That's the issue. If it were, if it was in 12 years of it being built, then yeah. then there'd be some liability there. But there isn't after 12 years, no matter how you signed your contract. So, so, so we didn't we, we didn't employ right quality project managers at St Andrews when that stadium was being built well, to my, check on the work that was being done, well, perhaps? The new point, but what I would say is, mm. is the is the Gilmerick end uh, uh, a ticking time bomb? Is, is that wow. Because that yeah, was... Yeah, great, well, to, to, to be fair, that question was asked and they said no. Mm. That question was asked and they said, obviously, we've been, you know, carefully was, trying was to inspect the, was it. The, was the question asked, are they going to rebuild the main stand? No. 
the, the if, question was asked about is the Gilmerick in the same state as this, right, and the answer okay. was no. Well, was the question asked as to who is paying for the ground repairs when we don't own the ground? <laughs> oh, um, I, yes. I don't, I can't Never remember. Saw. I can't. Yeah, I think the question was asked. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember. Uh, and the but the answer is that yeah, the the club are paying for the repairs. The the lease is a fully repairing lease that uh, is signed. And to be fair, that's usually what happens in a commercial lease. If you if you have a commercial lease on any building and that you 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 take on repair responsibility. I I think it's a bit a bit of a red herring to to get into that argument really because it's sort of the normal that that happens under a lease agreement. Has but, anybody else noticed that an anagram of Taylor Woodrow is it's going to fall down anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Cliff, we've we we were there, right? Yeah, Chris, you were there. There's a oh, question. There's a question that's been asked by Martin Swinscoe. And I'll read it out. It's, can you ask the lads who went to the meeting, do they trust what was said on the night to go away and happen afterwards? So, Chris, sorry to put you on the spot. You first. Okay, I'll be quick because my um, mic's echoing, but um, yes, I do. Okay. Cliff? Yeah, I... Yeah, I do. I do believe that that they that they really mean that they're going to have a new start. And I, be, I be, the the things that they said they would do, I think they will do. And to be fair, I'll hold the feet to the fire over it um, over the next few months. I'll say I was there, and you need to do X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, as, I, as we all I, will. I, I, I believe that's the case. Um, I've I've been talking to them separately about a fan-led review, and I believe we're only in the initial stages of it, and we haven't got any to in, into any nitty-gritty detail. But I believe there's a will there to take that forward as well. So I am seeing a change in the relationship that we've had with the club. Um, well, we didn't have a relationship with the club uh, in in the last four or five years, but uh, well, we've not had one in eleven. We've seen one. Yeah. I think just from my perspective, for everybody and for clarity, I'm the same as as Cliff. What? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I went in with that very open mind. Are we here because... 
there's a demonstration due. Are we here because of the unrest and the, the hashtag, etc. that was out there? I left thinking if we can take this forwards, it is the first in what I see as a major stepping stone in the club working with the fans. From my we point are, of view, Craig, no, sorry, go on, crack on. Go on I was going to say, we, we're the lifeblood of that club. If it wasn't for us going down there, <clears throat> there would be no club. Mm. So, so I must, I'm, sorry we've got to, to work in, together. Sorry to jump in, but I, I saw no, the image. Right. I saw the images of um, the, you know, the the guys and girls going up Digworth, and I was just so proud to be part of this club. And I know it sounds cheesy or whatever, but I'm so glad I'm a fan because that, whatever you believe, the the, the coming out of the board, that was just pure passion, and you can't get that anywhere else. You can't. And do you know what, Mark? It runs through your veins, right? It's mm. tattooed on your arm. It's tattooed on your heart. I've just had to have my medallion repaired because it broke the other day. My museum is down the road there. Um, like I say, five generations of my family. Five generations of my family, right? You can't buy that. You can't no. buy it. You can't. Not with any money, you can't buy that, right? And I'm telling you now, Birmingham City, you better be listening. Because if you do not, if you do not come good on your promises... Even I'm gone. Even me. Even me. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm done. I will be done with that football club forever. And I will never, ever walk through the turnstiles again. And Mark, nobody. Before we go on, um, mm. just tell people how long we have been campaigning for change. We have been campaigning as a talk, talk show for change for the moment that we knew Carson Young had been arrested. That's 11 years, right? We don't go on about it every single week. You know what? Because we've got sometimes nicer things to talk about. Um, we've had our, our fans pass away. We've had, we've had, you know, things happen that we need to concentrate on and and, and give it good attention to and, and come together as a Blues family. And we've come together so many times, excuse me, over those, over those 11 years. But we have campaigned for 11 years and we can prove it because we could, we've got every single show recorded. Every single show is recorded. We can prove that we have campaigned for change for 11 years. How you come about change, I don't know. And it's really, 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 really difficult. And I think now, hashtag BHSL out, the protest in Digbeth has worked, has worked, right? And they now understand how unhappy we are. However, I'm going to give the club credit. They've come up to the meeting last Thursday. But believe me, but believe me, that has to be the tip of a very big iceberg. And you've got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do to come back to our supporters who have been in that club for donkey's years, or who are just coming into the club, right? You've got a lot of work to do. Anyway, pe me. people are people. People want to hear what our chairman says. Uh, chairman, Mr. Alan Watton. <laughs> well, can I just say uh, I held my breath on the weekend. Uh, uh, <clears throat> my my article the week before. You know, one broken bottle, one 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 <clears throat> policeman shoved, and and it would all fall <laughs> apart. And 
credit to them. <coughs> they they were magnificent. Uh, and that was the only the only thing I would say that the demonstration at the end was a bit untimely because I thought the players lost concentration and that's how we conceded the goal. But we'll forgive them that for the time being. Um, what 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 I've heard tonight and what I've read about is um, disagreements between the fan okay. groups and, and this Linda. Yeah, it's had, got to stop. It's got to stop. That has you know we've got to be a united front. We're all playing for the same team here, uh, and we don't want to say oh, they did this and we did that. And we didn't get invited to this. Alan, do you we, know we need mate? we need you to be a the cop doesn't sing keep right on and the Tilton doesn't sing. You will never walk alone. We have yeah. to be united. Absolutely. Carry Absolutely. On, Carry on. Um, yeah, and, and I think going forward, we we need we. It would be good to have a champion in as much as uh, a serious bidder um, to ch sort of champion our cause. If you don't do it, we want to, we were going to take over, you know, uh, and make you an offer you can't refuse, basically. Um, that would help. I'm, I'm a bit further out than, than you, and, I'm, and nationally, Derby County was all over the national newspapers. They were on TV, mm -hmm. blah, 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 and we were an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Now, that's got to change. That's got to change. We've got to, we've got to get our faces forward. It won't change as much as we would want it to, and that is not anything to do with anything that we do as a collective, as a, a group of Birmingham fans. It is simply this, that the national press, if we look at the written press, have a London-Manchester axis. The Derby story is, of course, inflamed by the fact that Wayne Rooney yeah. is their manager. And let's not kid ourselves. Um, we don't sell newspapers. Uh, no, 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 no. The <coughs> Let's not kid ourselves no. that we are, you know, on the tip of everybody's tongue. There might have been a time when Barry Fry was manager making outrageous statements every day, usually quite funny, in fairness to him, in the 90s, saying Jonathan Hunt was worth 20 million quid. That got us national. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm still laughing at that now, and, mate. And having, and having Karen Brady as the first woman chief executive at an English Yeah, yeah. Was a mass mm. headline crowd. Headlines. Headlines. We don't. In, this situation will not create us the headlines that we want. Now I've been on national radio talking about this, and it made waves. Yeah. It got me blocked. Mm. It made some impact. However, Derby County, in the situation that they're in, unfortunately, as, as far as a, as a national media, will take precedence because minus twenty-one points, Mel Morris. And what's happened there? The failed bid in the close uh, season from that gentleman whose name escapes me that turned out to be a complete faker. The, mm. the administration and the court cases pending from Wickham and Middlesbrough. Now, we think we've got problems. There are so many strands going on. Yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's not kid ourselves that we're going to be front page news as the campaign continues. What we have to do is to keep ourselves calm. I gather that the, the march went off particularly well. I, I, I yeah. echo, uh, there were a couple <laughs> of beer cans thrown at the, uh, at the reception 
uh, entrance, and there were a couple of lads in the front in Stone Island jackets that looked like they wanted some, you know, to cause some mischief. But thankfully, it seems to me like it passed off fairly peacefully. And thank goodness for that, because that was one thing I was genuinely concerned about on Saturday. But we all. I was going to be leads, and somebody was going to stay in my ear, windows smashed, or, you know, something, or arrests made, people taken away. But what. We're, we're not sexy enough for, for we we have to concentrate on making sure that well what can we do to make ourselves sexy well, I, I think can we do I think well I understand what you said about Alan, Derby Alan, Alan do we need to be sexy or do we need to just be together just be together as one big force sexy okay so what what's <laughs> What's happened is in the immediate aftermath of the meeting that those went to on Thursday, obviously the Birmingham Mail has written stuff about it. Now, the Birmingham Mail seems to get a lot of clog, and the, the accusation that's slung at the Mail is that, oh, if this was a Villa story, there'd be a 10-page pullout. <laughs> yeah. You don't give it the attention it deserves. I'm not quite sure that that's true. However... It's, I, I think it's slightly true. Uh, well, well, look, let's, give, uh, now let's not ride people out of town for this. Because Brian was at the meeting. We all know that Brian is a straight-up guy who loves blues and wants the best. Absolutely. So yeah. let's not pillory anybody that was at that meeting as though they haven't got the ability to pull all the strands together and make it work. So we have to trust what Brian does at the mail to keep the story going. Now, I don't know what's planned for tomorrow night in terms of the fans in the Peter <laughs> I know there's something planned for the Sheffield United game, but tomorrow's game, mm. I'm not sure whether anything's going to be done other than the banners uh, mm. being held up. But we just have to have to remain calm and remain as a, a, sing, as a single force, as Nick's already kind of yeah. alluded to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree a family. A family. Isn't it she's trying to get publicity, not in the UK, but in Hong Kong and Cambodia? You won't get any publicity in Hong Kong. Well, no chance. Where that changes, um, in all fairness, Neil, where that could change is the Sheffield United game because it's Not on the world. Sky. Because it's it, that's a, a Friday night game that will go around the world. Will it though? Uh, mm. uh, it does. Will it? Will any, it? Or, any Friday or, night game, or, or, or will it just not be shown in China? <laughs> any Friday night game that's shown on Sky Television in the UK is also yeah. covered by what's known as the World Feed. Right. And the World Feed has a different commentary team to what you would hear on Sky. And that goes worldwide. Any country can pick up that feed. And I'm quite sure that a lot of Far Eastern countries would take that, even if it's the middle of the night, or Australia would take it as it's Saturday morning, uh, just as America would take it as it's late afternoon. Yep. Now, if, as I'm led to believe, there is a plan for a mass protest in that game, maybe, and it's not, oh, please let it be peaceful, and please let it be... Mm clever and not <laughs> maybe that yeah. might make a difference in terms of the Hong Kong stock exchange in terms of the way that those who live in the far East, but have a controlling interest in the club might sit up and take notice of what's happening in a way that they're probably not right now. We have to be honest with ourselves. Every single person on this show, right. And I've said for years, right, we have to do something. Please take part in that protest. Please, right? So that they know the pressure's still on. But do not, do not throw anything. 
do not get involved in any acts of violence because the press will be all over you, every mm. single one of you, and I our club will once again be dragged down, just protest mm. peacefully, for crying how, out loud, sake. How long did it take, as a club, for us to recover from the single incident of a guy running on the pitch and attempting to punch Jack Grealish? Oh, we haven't recovered from it. We haven't recovered from it. And I think it was one of the most... I think it was one of the most disgusting acts. And I was up at the, the Gilmary Cup with my son and my granddaughter, right? And I, because the ball had gone out of play, I took my eye off the ball. And my me, me dad went, oh, my God, Dad. I said, what, what? He said, the fans just run on and punch Grealish in the head. And I'm going, oh, like the repercussions came into my head straight away, right? Not that idiot, that moron, right? And, and, and don't even bother coming to our football club ever again because you're not welcome. Uh, but like, what the jeebus? Come on, people, protest! I'm, I'm I'm asking you to protest. I'm asking you to be noisy, but I'm not asking you to do anything violent or anything wrong whatsoever. Because we will be absolutely ripped to the end of the earth. I promise you. That's what media want to do. That's what that media would like because that will sell newspapers. In the mm -hmm. same way that I imagine the idiot that ran on, ran on and punched Grealish made headlines and sold newspapers. Unfortunately, that's the way of the world. The other problem is, of course, yes, I mean, a, a concerted, peaceful, clever, smart, well-thought-out protest yeah. Yeah. Could, could be a catalyst for something to change. However, any individual that has shown an interest in wanting to look at the books... Good luck. Good luck. Because it seems to me that anybody wanting to do even the most basic due diligence on club finances will have one hell of a job on their hands. And we get that through company's mm. house, no? <laughs> or is it because it's a homegrown stock exchange? Well, I, I, I but we, 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 we simply, we, we know that Pesh owns... Mm. Uh, a certain percentage. We know that Paul Swen earns a certain percentage, but we don't know that this elusive Mr. King, mm -hmm. what's his power base? How much does he own? Who who do you actually approach if you want to seriously look at the infrastructure and what maybe, he wants to purchase? Maybe this is one for the next meeting here. Huh? Mm -hmm. well, was this, was can I just touch on that for thirty for thirty seconds? I mean, yeah, I think I think yeah, 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 yeah. you're sort of right. Yeah, you're right there. You know but, what? We haven't even <laughs> spoken about winning. We haven't even spoken about winning the weekend. Yeah, That's making me so damn angry. Yeah, so, hang on, let, let Neil speak. I know, I know. Back, back, to, back to Ian's point. One of the reasons that we're, we're um, the trust is trying to push the the, the family review is that if that goes ahead, if that gets um, adopted by the government then all of a sudden you're going to have um much tougher owners and directors tests you're going to have proper um forensic look at where the money comes from across all clubs in the in the um, in, in english football league and okay we're obviously trying try to push for, for for change now but if you get that that family review in i think there's a much better chance that actually, forensically, you can start to ask these questions. You know, it's no, you, you can't rely on the Football League to do that now. But if this um, family review gets adopted by the government, 
gets passed, then all of a sudden the, the club are going to have to answer a whole range of new questions about where the money comes from, whether um, Swain and particularly Von Pech are um, proper persons, um, yeah, fit and proper persons. So <coughs> just to say, so, that, yeah, that's sorry, that's one of the things that we're trying to, to trying to push to put pressure on the club in a different way. You see, Neil, right? My son, I love my 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 eldest son Adam, love him to bits, right? He's a barber in Derby. Yeah, he's got his own barber shop in Derby. Um, he's put a plan together to buy Birmingham City for uh, seventy-two million pounds because he's a barber. Because he's a barber, he cuts hair for a living. No way is that man going to earn seventy-two million quid. Where did he get eighty-two million pounds from to buy our football club? And why wasn't something done about it? And why aren't people being accountable for it? Yeah, I, I, I think I think Nick, um, you you got to say, the EFL and the FA, Premier League as well. They they have not taken control of running the ga- of of uh, looking after the game and the clubs going forward. They've they've been interested in investment and getting more money in and more TV money and stuff like that. And their own but, personal gain as well, don't they? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Not forget their own personal gain. Yeah, and but. But what they haven't done and what they've been incapable of doing and they haven't got the resources to do is to look after the governance and the financial state of the, of the game. And they, they, be, they belatedly come with the fair, you know, financial fair play stuff and the, um, the whatever that changed into. But, but to be fair, those rules were you could break them and they weren't very good rules anyway. And, and that's why, you know, through the fan-led review... It, it, it'll be people like the people from the um, Financial Conduct Authority that will be monitoring that, that side of the game. And, and that, that will make a big difference to what, um, what, what clubs do and how owners gamble with the clubs. I, I don't think anybody's worried about owners gambling with their own money and throwing it at a club. It's, it's when they gamble with the club and the club could go out of existence as... as Per Derby and and Berry, um, so so we're hopeful that the whole game will be better in a few years' time. And I just want to see Blues, one of those clubs that is at the forefront of putting those changes in place. Really. Okay, cool. I get that. But like, don't make the rules up ten years in to what mm. you're doing. Huh? Don't make the rules okay. up then. Right, the fit and proper persons test. My God, I've even heard of a football club with somebody turning up with a cheque. Oh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like, why aren't the EFL and, and the Premier League uh, and other and, and, and bodies not being held accountable for the mess that football is in now? That, but that, that, that's the whole reason as to why the, the review wants to get rid of the Premier League and the EFL um, regulating their own business and bring somebody else in from the outside. Fair enough, Neil. But it's been going on for uh, it, yeah, years. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, it's been going on for years, but it's got to change somewhere. And yeah, now's the time to do it. Dan, so I can see okay. you, right. you wanted to uh, wanted to come in now. If you had a couple of points, uh, at least with the EFL as it currently is right now, we have a guy in Trevor Birch there, um, who's probably the steadiest hand they've had on the tiller there terms of administration for a very long time. Now, the EFL have got a lot on their plate just now with Derby. They had this whole whole city thing. 
that takeover took eight took eight nine weeks to ratify. Maybe they're just getting round to us. I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses for them that I shouldn't be. And you know, we've had our run-ins with the EFL. And by the way, I don't believe in the conspiracy theory that they hate us any more than that. <laughs> I think that's just yeah. yeah. It's a natural outcrop of the frustration we feel mm. as fans that. Uh, somebody has to be, you know, the the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely believe that Trevor Birch is <clears throat> trying as hard as any EFL executive has in the recent past to get the seventy-two clubs in order. I I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And and I think Trevor Ouch. Birch. Excuse me. And 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 I think Trevor Trevor Birch hasn't come out against the fan-led review and the uh, and the new regs going forward. And I think he's. Uh, He's more for it than the than the Premier League, I think. And we still haven't talked about Birmingham City winning the weekend. Do you know what? Yes. I'm, I'm leaving this conversation now, right? Because we've got 20 minutes to go. Right, listen, guys, the Blues played absolutely outstandingly uh, over the weekend. Uh, really kind of... Well, it's, it's almost cementing a place in the, uh, in the championship next year. Um, wow, that goal... Shocks, man! I loved it. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hernandez. Wow, 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 wow! Beautiful. Yeah. Is the sorry, best. That... Um, the... Go on, sorry, Mark. Craig. No, sorry, mate. And again, I, I didn't I go, thought... Mark. I just had to watch the thirty seconds that the you know quest give us. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's I was awesome. just. I, I was... I was just going to say it's the best um, home performance in weeks, to be honest. I mean, people might say, yeah, it's only Barnsley, but we played we play some good no, stuff. It's not only Barnsley. Barnsley are fighting for their lives, right? Yes. That's, there's They're no fighting for their lives. Yeah. Which, and which lead, I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a tough game. I mean, they, they held the Albion for 70 minutes on Saturday. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a tough, tough game tomorrow. Okay, they destroyed us down there. Yes, yeah. so, yes, I went to that That's one. That's a reminder. <laughs> Mark, your prediction um, tomorrow? For tomorrow, I've got, yeah. I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be 1-1. One, one. Mm, I'm going 2-1 Blues. Chris Brown? Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go for 2-0. 2-0 Blues. 2-0 Blues. Uh, Cliff? Yeah, I'm a 2-0 Blues. I think, we're gonna, I think we'll are gonna. I think we overpower them. Dance. I'm not sure. I mean, Barnsley, they've, they've not won away in something like 15 or 16, so... Their away records uh, a lot worse than Peterborough's. Although you know Peterborough, uh, look, I had my worries when we were going down to the Western Homes that they were going to they were going to cause us a problem. And uh, as has been said, I think it was I think it was Cliff that said it. It was they just tore us to shreds in that first half. It was all over before half time. Yeah. I say um, I don't know who else said one one, but I'll go along with that. We went to the very Fry evening, uh, and you know what? I was so, I was so, so, so happy to meet that guy, Barry Fry. Wow, what a bloke, what a legend. Um, from the doldrums of the Weldons and, and the Kumars, he made us laugh. He at least made us laugh, and he was funny, and, and he was passionate, and that's what we, we need as Birmingham fans, right? Um, <laughs> nah, we're, we're going to do it tomorrow, man. We're going to do it. Proper, promise you, promise you. I fancy us to turn around, right? People will laugh at me, but I fancy us to turn around what they did to us down there. Yeah, I hope so. 
Because Barry was laughing. Barry was laughing at that point. Where was it? Where was it at? Midway. Yeah, Midway. Barry was laughing. Oh, you come down to serve Peterborough. Come down to the post tomorrow. We're going to turn you over. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Buzz. We're having you. <laughs> Guys, what about the crowd on Saturday as well? Wasn't that refreshing? Behind the behind the team, singing. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that part of it. I really did. Oh, mate, I love it. I love every minute of that. That's, that's, that's what drives me. It's my passion. It's my pride. It's my love. Um, now like a Birmingham City crowd no matter whether you're you know what we played in Chesterfield uh, and I went to Chesterfield I played in Peterborough very first time that I heard that song my god Jed it's been this and it was so funny and the Birmingham humour is the best humour in the world which brings us on ladies and gentlemen to the last 15 minutes now Alan Watton my lovelies Alan Watton uh, our chairman mm-hmm. <laughs> or God as we call him <laughs> Sent me a message today, but unfortunately it wasn't from him. Somebody scanned his account, ladies and gents, and uh, he needs to change his password rather quickly. Okay. Um, and now, Alan. <laughs> I don't like the look on your face, uh, mate. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but, but, <laughs> but the, the question came through is that how God has God been to you? I'll show you. I'll show you. Oh, mate, this is going to be hilarious. We're going to be off the scale, right? Anything to do with religion, ladies and gentlemen, religion and football. Off you go. You've got 15 minutes. Anything to do with religion and football. Dance, what's your thoughts for tomorrow, mate? For the game? Yeah. Well, Peterborough... Well, no, no, just the weather, mate. Just the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up in Hartlepool. I'm about... <laughs> I'm about as far away from Birmingham as it's possible to get covering the Hartlepool Charlton game in the EFL Trophy. So, um... I'll, I'll oh. check it as I drive round the uh, the M42 and uh, up up to the uh, M1. But no, I'm going to be by the northeast coast, getting very cold, I imagine. Yeah, oh, no. I went to Grimsby a few times, mate. <laughs> I know at Grimsby. I, I covered a game against Warsaw there when I was working with Tom in the very early days, and a mini tornado at Blundell Park, and that little rickety old scoreboard that you might remember that used to hang above the away end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. very nearly fell on the four Warsaw fans that had travelled up from. Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> that day, that was uh, that, that that was a proper scratch and sniff football ground, Blundell Park. I've not been back since. Horrible, <laughs> horrible place, horrible place. Well, just going back to what you were saying uh, there, there, Cliff, about the stadium. Right, that is another thing that any prospective buyer for our club is going to want to see. They're going to want to hear. Mm. Right, they're not going to want to go and look at St Andrews and think, "My God, that's fire." Uh, what what are the fans doing there, right? Nothing more powerful than a St Andrews that's rocking. And mm. Alex Ferguson said it. It's a, to have that man come out and say it's a cauldron when those fans are behind and he never liked coming. That's a compliment that can never be taken away from us and something we we need we need back. I agree. That atmosphere on Saturday was great. But at, that's half a stadium, right? And mm-hmm. not every person was joining yeah, in at yeah. times. We mm-hmm. can get that place. I don't, I don't want to say bouncing. We can get it rocking. <laughs> we can get it. We can get it loud. And I tell you, mm-hmm. those fans behind them, it's awesome, awesome when it happens. Mm-hmm. Can right. I just say something about tomorrow? Uh, 
you know me, I'm a bit of an omens man, you know, sequences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I tell you now, in the last 20 years, when we've had two home games consecutively, Saturday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Saturday, I can't remember more than once where we've won them both, right? So that's the first downer. But on the positive side, in the last five or six years, we've played the bottom of the league. Sometimes it's been three different teams and not won one of them. But we did it Saturday. Mm. We beat the bottom of the league, which is the first time for ages. So I'm going to go for a Blues win for and win two home games in a week for the, for the first time for a very, very long time. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, firstly, people are asking me if Nick's drunk. Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've been on Coke. There you go, Coke. Uh, and the other thing is, we were talking about Linda Courts earlier. Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, um, the lady that was trolled. She's the, um, the uh, Redditch Blues lady. You know, you see their flag every single game, way matches, broad everywhere. She, could, she even comes back off you know from holidays just to get just to go to the home matches she is a brilliant fan so if people are talking about why weren't the proper fans invited on thursday there ain't no one better she does all the england games as well with that flag she's a great supporter she really is yeah i felt real sorry for her but there we go what what do they mean by proper fans are we not proper fans? We're not proper fans, no. Yeah. Me and Craig are definitely not. You know, it goes back to the whole ballot thing. If you don't get in, then you've, you know, I mean, that whole ballot thing was handled so poorly at the time. But if you're not part of that gang, then you feel ostracised. Well, you shouldn't, but you do. I don't. I'm just glad that there were people there to ask the right questions and ask yeah. them in a sensible and calm manner. Um uh, you know, I can think of many a, a fan meeting where things have got out of hand. And what I can gather, because I've only seen what's been written, is that it did not get out of hands and things that remained cordial, but remained where nothing was off limits. And thank goodness for that. And if this is allowed to continue, then that had better continue too. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, talk about being- yeah, I've got that. But I mean, every single question, every word, every transcript is on the, um, I believe it's on the mail's uh, page, isn't it, uh, Cliff? Yeah, there's a transcript on the Birmingham Live, uh, which... Uh, so anybody can go and have a look at all the questions that were answered uh, and, uh, and and so forth. So, so Shank uh, it says I need to go on the uh, on the zero sugar. <laughs> you do. You've got something in that. You've got something uh, in that, definitely. I've got nothing in it. It's coke. I promise you. Look, it's coke. It's coke. I'm just passionate. I'm just passionate, Chris, and I love the club and I hate oh, seeing what's going on. Rum and coke. Here we go. Um, Otter candle. You, oh. Yeah. Here's a oh. <laughs> That's the winner. This is the best one. This is the great one. <laughs> Come on, sorry. Nearly the Bible. Nearly the Bible. I've got, I've got Trevor Francis of Assisi. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, well, the, the Everton, the Everton uh, halfback line in the in the seventies, <laughs> Bell, Book, and Candle. Kendall, sorry. Oh dear me. Oh. Uh, alter, alter Pandemonium. Oh, oh. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this one? Cain and Abel. <laughs> I don't think that's his fine, but there you go. Uh, Simon Church. Oh, dear. Simon Church. Trevor Francis was seizing his bum. Absolutely broken. <laughs> Christian Pedersen. Okay, right, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Damon, Damon the Omen Johnson. <laughs> oh, uh, Paul Him. Remy Moses. Yeah. Oh dear. Here we go. Here's the winner. Stan Lazaridis from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Stan Stan from the dead. I'll tell you what, one of the ones, Jason McDonough here, right? Perfect. Birmingham City is our religion and St. Andrews is our yeah, church. Exactly. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's our home. And it's our life. Yeah. And it's our families. And it's our friends and it's our everything. Going on see, sort this out. <laughs> um, Steve Gravestone, uh, Kneeling Keith's father. Who's that one? Holy Steve Water Pandini. Holy Water Pandini. <laughs> Holy Water Pandini. That is pretty good. <laughs> Holy Water Pandini. <laughs> From Pete Taylor once again. Where does he get his brain from? I wonder. <laughs> oh, apparently, no. Oh, sorry, I put my mic on. Apparently nobody's heard Mark tonight. Oh, really? Hello, yeah. Mark. Hello, good evening, everybody. They've only heard <laughs> the drums. Thanks for coming, Mark. Hey. Thanks for coming. Yeah. That's right. No, 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 Craig, no, Craig. Thanks for staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, we, we, we love you, Mark. We, we love you. You're a great guy. Uh, wonderful servant to the Talk Talk show. Um, Thank you. Morris Fletcher said that as well. It, it, it's it's not my fault. I'm a gobby git. You know what I mean? Can't help it. Mate. <laughs> can, um, can I just say? Uh, I know we've only got four minutes left, but um, next week I'm hoping to get, uh, if we can, um, Darren Carter, maybe some <laughs> of the the ladies team to to join us. Um, <laughs> Birmingham ladies got absolute huge game. Huge game on the 6th of February at St Andrews against uh, against Leicester. Um, huge for two reasons. It can be, first of all, a season changer. We beat them, we go above them in the league, and there's nothing more, you know, needed at this present moment than a boost. But they're playing some decent football. They're just not getting a little bit of green. So, at Tilton Talk, we have got a few tickets that will be available for people. It'd be a case of coming to us and asking, and then we can get them distributed out. But we want to get behind Darren, and we want to get behind the ladies down there on that day. So if anybody is interested in tickets, please contact me. If we go over the limit of what I've got available, then we'll do a, a, a draw of some sort for them. But please, if you don't get tickets, let's get behind them anyway. Let's get to St Andrews, and let's help them get that result against Leicester. Yeah, Craig, Craig, just to say, so, Craig, I, went sorry, to, Craig, um, just... I, I saw them yesterday at, at Reading, really unlucky, played exactly. ever so well the first half. Um, yeah, I think it was just just a goal, just on the stroke of half-time where Reading got backing it, that um, tilted the balance. But you know, they're playing well. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd um, say yeah. Yeah, get down there next weekend. Yeah. Okay, so a few more coming in. We've got Neil Etheridge. Neil, as in Neil Down. Yeah. Well done, Brenda. Was that Brenda? Uh, no. That was Animal Oaks again. Um, 
Yeah, Craig Given. That's very good, Mr. Wilkes. That's <laughs> yeah, very yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Rockin' Johnny. Rockin' Johnny. Oh, Mark. Was it Michael Evans? Rockin' Johnny. Uh, you know what? Rockin' Johnny came in. Rockin' Johnny's a Derby fan, yeah? And he came in. And there's a man that's in my local town. Do you remember him, Chris? Wait, uh, I do, yeah, yeah. And he's, Sorry, he's, do, yeah. He's, 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 he's an MBE. He's raised over a million pounds. And he's just he's just a normal man, right? Like you and me, apart from he's a Derby fan. Uh, but, well, great, great, great stuff from Rocky Johnny. I have to get him back in again, I think, you know? <laughs> Nick, you've just been called the Keith Floyd of the... T- What's <laughs> Keith? Who's, who's Keith Floyd? He said that. Oh, he's, a, just, he's a drunk. No, no, he's coming, yeah, yeah. England may have got you the winner with Craig Gardner of Eden. Oh! <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Nick, it's time to say good evening and good. I know, but I've never heard of Keith Floyd. Oh, no, I'll tell you after. <laughs> Keith Floyd. Ladies and gents, it's been a difficult one, it's been a lively one, right? But like, hopefully, we've dispelled a few myths. And there is a way forward, because there's always a way forward, no matter what, no matter what, right? Peter Britomara, Bazza back of blues. Will he be weeing on all of the flagposts? <laughs> <laughs> Will he be running up and down the touchline? Absolutely lovely guy, though. Love him to bits, right? This has been the Talk Talk Show, sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, and, of course, M&A French Polishers, the Garrison Coffee Club, and uh, that's what who have you said? Boyle Sports, Garrison oh. Coffee Company. Am I Riley? Am I Riley? Yes, I've done them all. I've done them all. I've done them all. Ladies and gents, Chris Brown. Good evening. Good night. Mark <laughs> Adams. Good night, everybody. Everybody have a safe week. Cliff. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Good night. You know what? We're going to have you back again, mate, because we need to keep this dialogue going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Alan Watton. Good evening. God bless you all. <laughs> I told you. That's a, you were into religion, didn't I? Uh, who's, um, who's the other chat with us? Uh, Ian. Neil. 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 Yeah, so no, Ian. 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 Ian from Warwick. Ian from Warwick. Ian from Warwick. Yeah, Ian Danter. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Ian, come back in a few weeks, right? Because this is so damn important now, right? That the club keep this dialogue going. And if they don't, they're going to get absolutely bruised. Well, I, I hope, I, and let me finish with this, that I'm hoping that I will be able to set up a meeting myself with Edward Zheng, Uh and I want that on my terms. We'll see whether that happens. Uh, I've put the feelers out to see whether that occurs. And so I- is, that, is that a meeting on national radio? Well, no, this is, this. I don't know. I don't know on what terms this mm-hmm. may or may not take place under. But if it was my terms, mm-hmm. I would want it to be on the record, recorded, and ready for broadcast. I don't particularly want to get into a, a, a meeting where I'm told stuff that I can't really, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be very uncomfortable if I wasn't able to go in there, ask the questions that I want to ask, get the answers that, that people deserve to hear, and leave yeah. it. I'd rather have nothing clandestine going on. I'd rather, if it happens, that it happens and it's something that everybody can be part of. So, so you'd, you'd rather have nothing that you could take to people than... Well, I mean, look, uh, hopefully Edward 
will unblock me first so that we can actually have some dialogue between us. Okay. I don't want to be unreasonable, and I don't think I've been unreasonable. Oh, Dance, you're not unreasonable, uh, mate. You, uh, you've been absolutely brilliant with us all uh, over the years, right? So let's see if we're able to, you know, get to a point where I can get my point across <coughs> and we can see what happens the other way. That doesn't mean that I've, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. That doesn't mean that I'm somehow, you know, going to be magically, you know, converted like, uh, yeah. like in the, the, the miniseries. I'll get you. There's one for the teenagers. But um, let's, <laughs> let, let's see what happens. I let, let, I'll try and maintain a positive outlook on that because I, uh, this past week um, I feel as though I'm quite annoyed at the, 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 the turn of events. That Okay, you know what? That quite annoyed can be turned around. Yes, of course it can. It can be turned around, Ian, right? Of course it can. Like... As, as a radio presenter, I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. this. What's the point of having a mind if you can't change it? And as a radio mm-hmm. presenter, Ian Danter, I think the whole country loves you. You're brilliant at what you do. Well done, mate. Um, thank you so much for being with us on the Talk and Talk Show tonight. Ladies and gents, this has been the Talk and Talk Show. Good night. God bless. Take care. Can See you also, next uh, Can we also say uh, thank you to our two people from the um, the Trust, uh, Neil Cottrell and Cliff yeah. Parks. Yeah, bless you. Oh, Take boys. care, guys. Goodbye. And we are the lads from the Tilton. We'll support you till the end of the day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.